So every time we left on a family vacation when I was growing up, we would take a picture at the end of the driveway because we always did driving trips. And so we would take a picture somewhere, all of us. And often when we lived, which we did most of my life, close to my grandparents, my grandparents would come over and they would be in the picture or they would take the picture. Usually they were in their pajamas because we would leave at like, you know, 6 a.m. Because if you go on a vacation, you better fucking go on vacation, you know? And it was a great ritual, actually. It was really beautiful because we were always so happy and excited because we were going on vacation and we just, like, everything was packed up, everything was secured, everything was taken care of. You know, we had a farm. And so to go away like that happened once a year for two weeks, and that was the only time it happened. And so to even be able to leave a farm in good hands was a feat. Everybody was so happy. There's a picture that I saw recently that is... My grandparents aren't in this one. And we're standing there in front of the, uh, at the end of the lane, there's a sign that says Emerson Dairy Farm. There's also, at that time, was another sign that said Cheap Heat, because that was our other business, was we sold coal. And the name of the business was called Cheap Heat. And so there's a picture of all of us, where all my brothers and I, and then my dad's in the picture, and then my mom's replaced him in his spot, and he's taking the picture. So everyone everyone's included. I thought about calling this podcast Cheap Heat because I thought it would sound pretty cool, but then maybe it would sound inappropriate. But this is my podcast. It still doesn't have a name, but it could have been Cheap Heat. It could still be Cheap Heat. I mean, you know, all things are possible. I mean, and that's just the foundational belief of us here. All things are possible. Thanks for um, listening, everybody. In this episode, we're talking to my friend Mikey, and he is an adult man, and he does go by Mikey, but you guys are going to love him. He and I um, met a couple years ago and became fast friends because we just do like to chat, actually, and bullshit, really. We actually have done a podcast together, a couple podcast episodes for a podcast that we might have been doing, we might do at some point. So we have some podcast history. Just want to make sure, you know, full disclosure. So he graciously said yes to me calling him and recording our conversation. And I sent him an article about feeling powerless that I found on tinybuddha.com, which we'll put the information of that in the show notes. Here's my call with Mikey. I think you're going to like it. Hello. Hey, Mikey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. You are excellent? What's, uh, what's your weekend been like? Well, I actually I worked today. Um, there was a bit of a nine one one food emergency at work, um, but I've been basically just gardening and sitting in the sun as much as possible, as much as my pink skin will allow. <laughs> and um, I don't know, just really trying to like, I'm trying to look at this time as a like a nesting, true nesting time. So my wife and I have been working on like cool projects. 
That's great. Well, you are, uh, you're an active guy. You do a lot of things. You, uh, are, how, how is this affecting like that, the energy that you have to, uh, do <laughs> and like ride bikes down hills and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still getting out in nature. Like I'm still getting out mountain biking and stuff. Um, the, the part of my life that is not being like, I'm, you know, I'm basically on quarantine cause I'm working in, I work in food, I work in grocery stores. And so I'm bouncing around through like all of our stores. So I'm like with people, you know, but the fact that I can't hug people, that's a big deal. Mm. The fact that I can't like go out to eat and have drinks with my friends. Um, that's been weird. And I've definitely, I definitely have a fair amount of energy that is uh, not being tapped as much as it should. So <laughs> I think I'm driving my wife a little crazy. <laughs> well, right. That's um, the, uh, that's the question. Everything is revealed in quarantine, even if you're, and you're not even around the whole time. Just think. No. <laughs> you can just tell her like, just think if I didn't have a job that took me away from the house. Oh my gosh. How hard I this know. would be for you, honey. <laughs> I think we do. I think we do pretty well together, but like I can see we have definitely some friends in our life that um, this is going to break them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I'm glad. I think we're both happy that that's not a thing, but um, we're also trying to make a baby. So it's, so that's kind of nice in the scheme of things. No yeah. distractions. Right. Good. Uh, yeah. Good time for making babies, I guess. That's, yeah. Uh, that's good. No, babies and divorces. I think those are the two big things uh-huh. that are happening. Out of right. All, all will be revealed in uh, nine to 12 months. Exactly. <laughs> those, horse gest- those horses that are going to be gestating for 12 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing really well. Um, yeah, I'm also finding uh, the finding where in all this, um, you know, I don't know, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, silver lining is so, uh, bland, but just, you know, trying to, a friend of mine said, you know, figure out how you can become an ally of the coronavirus and figure out how Mm. the coronavirus can become an ally to you. And, and I thought that was that really helped me because there, you know, there's no question that it's crazy and and a horror what's happening. Yeah. But also, um, right now for me, because I'm not on the front lines, I'm my job is to be home. Um, it, it was like, okay, so what can I do? What can I do with this time that um, is useful to me, to other people? I don't know. So. Um, and then, and, uh, yeah, so, so I've been, I've been finding that and, you know, the pace has been good. I've been enjoying it. We did a, because yesterday was the first rainy day in a while. Um, I, we did a family movie fest and we watched four movies in one day. Awesome. Yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, we watched Molly's Game, uh, Bombshell, okay. which was about the nice. Fox News. Yeah, that was good. We just watched that. And, uh, Toy Story 4. And uh, hidden figures. Oh, nice! That's a good. That's a good combo. I don't know what Molly's game is. Molly's game is also. It's like a lot of them were based on true stories, um, aside from Toy Story, of course, which actually probably is too, because we all know that toys come alive at night. You know, that's a real thing. (laughs) Um, Molly's game is about a uh, a woman who 
was uh, potentially going to go to the Olympics, um, but then wrecked. She was doing freestyle skiing and, um, and then ended up running like the biggest um, poker games. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, uh, New York and L.A. and then ended up getting, uh, uh, you know, indicted. And uh, it was really good. It's it's actually also, you know, it's like a female empowerment type of story. So um, but it's, it's about Molly Bloom, right? Molly Bloom. Yep. About Molly Bloom. Yeah, yep. totally. I know. I knew of her because so I ski, you know, I skied um, competitively until I was in high school. Oh. And so I was so Jeremy Bloom, who was her brother, I believe. Yeah. Um, was a guy that I skied with. And um, so, yeah, I knew about that. I haven't seen it. I got to watch the movie. Yeah, you need to watch it. Yeah, you're you're part of the um, Colorado ski royalty, so you need to get <laughs> you know get educated. That's right. That's great. You're a, what oh. am I doing? Why am I not running exclusive poker games? What's the problem here? What's the problem? I mean, I think it sounds great. Yeah, you should. You should the... <laughs> just don't don't let it get to the point where you're um, like the Italian mob and the Russian mob are both like somehow involved, and now it gets really gnarly. So just keep the mob okay. away from it, and just make it. <laughs> good clean remote poker fun um, i don't know when the mob stage. gets involved i think that's when the fun starts so i, <laughs> okay. I don't know if that. Now, well you know yeah every everyone's character is being revealed at this time okay. now, now we know <laughs> but that's good it's interesting what you said you know about making the coronavirus your um your ally because well so one of the weird things about me is that i i like when the world gets turned on its head a little bit like I've been through a couple natural disasters. Like I've been through um, a couple hurricanes, and I kind of like when things get really serious because I feel like I have a purpose. Like everyday kind of boring life, I'm like, I don't know, what does it all mean? What does it all? What does does anything that I do matter? But during a crisis, everything I do is like something a hero would be doing. <laughs> I'm like, man, I made my wife breakfast this morning during a pandemic. I'm a hero. Right. Well, that's that's true. And that's actually the right mentality to have, you know, yeah. be, that in that, you know, a lot of people will think I'm not, I can't be productive, as productive as I was, you know, and, and that idea that, no, everything you do right now is, is almost heroic because um, everything you do is under the blanket of all this. And mm -hmm. uh, that's good. That's a good uh, mentality. So- well Go ahead. Yeah, no, and I was just going to say, I think the pressure of that everybody's feeling to like, I need to start a new project. I need to have like a new business after all this, or I need to learn a language or something. And I think just at the end of this, if you're alive, you won. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, just try to do that. And, you know, if the if learning a new language is the right thing, but not something that you think you should do, but is actually the thing that you're like, the you know, I was thinking today how uh, – how much time I'm saving, not, not enduring small talk. And I yeah. thought, you know, so there is, there is some space there. There's something, you know, I could, that time I should be, I am using it actually, but I was, I, sure. the, that's just one other place where, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm saving some time. And if there's something I, I want to do, I can do it. I don't have to boss myself around. Never been a fan of that too much, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's no, a good, it's a good time to reorient our values, I think, and our priorities for sure. So, okay, so I, I sent you this article. Yes. And um, I'm curious, like, what you think about it. And, and I did, you know, the idea, um, the, the articles around powerlessness, and I thought it was appropriate because I know that, um, you know, we're all basically being forced 
in new ways to live a certain life and how, how, so how does it relate to the current, you know, to what's happening right now and just any time. But, um, what, what do you, what do you think, what did you think about the ideas in that article? I thought it was, I thought it was a very interesting article. I thought it was very, I, I thought it was a very interesting article for you to have sent to me. I was like, wow, what an interesting like topic this is about, you know? Cause I think you and I have discussed this sort of an idea a fair amount in our relationship and the kind of idea of like and more the kind of like self-actualization part of it you know which was i I found it very interesting and and it's you know it's what i always find with with life stories like this where this person is talking about something horrific that she went through you know bullying and all sorts of things that that really broke her down and I always kind of feel like whenever I read these stories or hear these stories, I like to just kind of like separate the actual thing that happened from the, the effect that it had, because I, I didn't go through those things. I wasn't bullied and um, I don't know how it personally affected her, but I've been through a million of those things that were really intense for me and that were really toxic in my life. And you know, I'm always, amazed by people and it sounds like this woman went to this very elite kind of recovery center but i'm always so impressed by people who intentionally and really pragmatically go about recovering or like actively healing themselves from things like this it's that's never been something i've done i think i've just kind of been like "Ah, i don't know well am i allowed to are we swearing oh sure sure Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I do like to swear. Um, but I'm always like, fuck it. I'll be good. And just kind of I slap some, you know, emotional band-aids on or whatever and have a couple beers and then go exercise or something or the opposite order. And then I'm like, I'll be good. And then, you know, after five years of doing that or whatever, like my arms are hanging off like Woody from Toy Story 4. <laughs> and I got to really do some patching up. So... <clears throat> I found it very cool to kind of, they gave an outline of kind of how to heal and how to kind of like hierarchically rank things and then start to heal them one by one. Yeah. I thought that I like that part too. And I, I, I actually, the order of them though, I was like, I don't know if like, I think it was, you know, uh, speak up, you know, ask for what you want. And then, but then it was like, then it was like, figure out what you want. I thought maybe figure out what you want should be the first thing, you know, like look at like, basically the first thing would be to look at in order to feel less powerless, more powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like the, uh, look at the things that you think are true about what you want and then Mm. say, are those really true? Is that really what I want? And then if you discover that you don't, want what you thought you wanted then then you have the next step which is like what do i want and then once you have a better idea of what you do want in that this particular moment then you can you know ask others for it for instance but you also have to kind of almost ask yourself for it like what do i like what do i want from this other person i mean i so i years ago i saw a therapist for one year and mostly she just like she let me talk and that's all I needed to do for like as fast as I could for 50 minutes. But then the one mm-hmm. thing she gave me was this, like she said at one point, she's like, you know, Shannon, you can ask for what you want. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you can just ask for what you want. I thought you had to try to like get it. 
and not uh, and not letting anyone know Stay you wanted crazy. it in case you didn't get it, and then that would be failure. And so, so it like so reading this article and then kind of taking it to that you know to my experience, um, like ask for what you want, and then you decide. You know, when you do or don't get the thing, then you decide what you do next. Not ask decide if you should or shouldn't ask for it. You decide what you do when you don't do or don't get it. This is why you and I are friends, is because. <laughs> I did the same. I saw a therapist for maybe eight. My my dad was a, is a clinical psychologist, and um, and so I kind of for my whole life have been like, I don't need therapy. I can heal myself. I've got this. And uh, last year I went and saw a therapist for like eight months. Same thing. She basically just let me talk the whole time. That's exactly what I needed, and um, like a neutral third party to just hear me blab and cry about things. <laughs> And then she basically told me the same thing, like yeah. kind of that you that you can be, like be, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, or self-actualize the things that you actually want, and and state them. Um, and it was I, that was that was one of, of many things that she told me. But um, but yeah, it's and that was the the other part of this article that I found interesting. She has this whole part that where she basically talks about active listening. You know, she says, the next time you're faced with a difficult mm. situation, one, acknowledge what the person has said. Two, state the facts using neutral language. Three, state the impact it had on you. Four, state what you want in the future, which is a very good um, lesson in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I, have, I almost don't have the ability. First of all, when I'm in a conversation with someone, especially when I'm feeling tested or it's like we're fighting, I don't listen to what they said because I'm already teeing up the next thing that I'm going to say. Mm. And then usually what I'm going to say, instead of using neutral language, I say, please go fuck yourself. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, and I'm sure that always goes well. the impact it's had on me is you make me want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever talk to me again. And so it's not constructive. <laughs> it's not constructive. No, it's a dead end. I mean, totally. uh, but it totally makes sense that that's how you would be if your dad was a psychotherapist, right? Like, isn't that just how it has to be? <laughs> I think so. You're just like, you, you began this whole conversation saying, I usually don't do the healing thing. I just tamp it down. And, uh, yeah. and that, uh, I, it always comes back. Know. Oh yeah. In, in my relationship though, I am by far the, the person who wants to talk it out. Yeah. Like I know I'm a firm believer in not like, don't go to sleep mad, but I'm a firm believer in whatever comes up, comes out. Like if this is happening right now, we need to deal with this while it's here and get rid of it. Cause I just, I don't like being, I don't like fighting with people. I don't like being angry at each other and it drives my wife crazy. Cause you're just like, we're going to keep going, keep going until we figure this out. Cause she just wants to give it space to breathe. You know, she's like, whatever this thing is, whatever the argument that we're having or the discussion or whatever, I just want to give it some time so I can think about it and it can breathe a little. And I, I would just rather just, you know, eat, eat all the sandwiches and just uh. finish the meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I think that's probably, um, that's probably a common part of relationships. Like, you know, anyway, everybody, how we deal with conflict, how we, t- what it takes, how much time it takes for us to understand even what we do want to say. Um, yeah. those are, everybody has a different, you know, is coming from a different place. So that's, uh, it's good. It's good, good stuff. And yeah, and I think it's most of the, it's where most relationships hit, uh, a place where they either really have to redefine how they interact with each other 
or it's a breaking point. And I, and I think that it's at the core of most relationships. I think it's just, it's about communication, like the lack, either the lack thereof or the, you know, unhealthiness of the communication that you have. I don't know. It's, it just feels like that's at the core of most relationships is good or bad communication. Right, right. And just saying, like, saying what you need to say and trusting, mm-hmm. trusting the system to take you where yeah. you need to go. But it's hard. But then, yeah, well, I think that I agree that, uh, like, that kind of open and honest and, like, uh, we already said everything. And it's like, we've had all the conversations. So now we can have the ones that we haven't had yet when they come up. Yeah. It, it, it does. It's, it's not easy, but it, um, it does make things, make things better. Yeah. And it's, and it's what adds texture to a relationship. I feel like it's like having all those conversations. I feel like, I don't know. I like the dirt, the down and gritty, dirty, hard stuff. You know, I I like it when it's like, it's the reason that I like the coronavirus. (laughs) I don't like the coronavirus, but I like the, the, the thing that we're going through as a collective world culture, like to see how people are reacting to this and how they're innovating and how people are helping one another. I think it really like it really tests the system and it's I don't know I find it enormously interesting. Yeah, it's new information. It's something it's yeah. it's very new and uh Yeah, it's uh I guess we could say it's not boring. No, it's not yeah. And I mean, yes, I'm very sad that there's going to be a lot of people that probably aren't going to be with us after this. That's terrible. Um but it's, you know, I I I don't know. This is a weak metaphor, but I grew up in Colorado where there's forest fires every year. And you had to kind of get okay with the fact that, like, a place that you maybe you used to love, that you used to hike in or whatever, was burning every year. Because part of it is just it's a cyclical thing that happens. Some trees just have to burn. And so, I don't know if that's a kind of a gross and, you know, unwieldy metaphor to use for this. But it feels like, on some level, I'm trying to look at the, the positive benefits out mm-hmm. of all of this. Yeah, well, so. I, let's hope. I mean, let's hope that we there are positive benefits that we all come out of this. Those of us who do come out of it alive come out of it with uh, something positive. Some, you yeah. know, because it, otherwise it is it is then a total waste. You know, like there yeah. it is our job to to push in some way in this. I don't know what way, but each each person differently. So, yeah. Did you, did this article that you sent me, did this, uh, did it land profoundly with you? Like, was it something that really, that you found affected you? No, it was more like, um, it was more uh, about the idea of powerlessness. Um, mm, like, yes. it, like, I didn't have the experience this woman had. And, um, but I just, I... Um, I was looking for some, you know, like, you know, we, we can have like you and I have had these kinds of conversations, as you said, and I was like, what, what would be like, I know Mikey's ready to go. He'll talk about whatever it is. And so what would be an interesting (laughs) thing that, you know, for someone who's not going to hesitate to get into it. And so I thought this one was just, it was quite simple, but actually, um, and, and also I think, you know, relatable to our current situation, like who's, you know, I think that there are people who, you know, when you're, when you're, the government is telling you to stay at home, that's a level of powerlessness. And then what do you do with it? Um, you know, do you rattle your cage or do Mm. you, or do you find, um, you know, the, the way to be in it? And it's, and I think we're seeing how everyone is finding their way in it. And, uh, and every day is different. Like I'm finding my way every single day. It's not even like, well, I, you know, I figured it out on uh, day 12 of quarantine and now I know what it's like. It's like every day 
seems to be a little different. And I don't mind that because, you know, again, that's interesting. It, it yeah. presents new things to think about um, and opens up new, like, neural pathways, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting that you sent this article to me specifically because um, it's something that I, I think I oftentimes have kind of an antithetical view about. Um, like, for instance, did you watch Cosmos, the new Cosmos with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? No. Should okay. I didn't watch I didn't watch the whole series. I don't know what you think about him, but I I love him, and he makes astrophysics physicists and astrophysics sexy. Um, <laughs> and so the first episode, basically, he spends the whole time like giving our cos like the Earth's cosmic address. So like basically showing like what is the Earth and how does it relate to the entirety of the known universe, and it's unbelievably overwhelming like to the point where i've i've told people to watch this the first episode of the show a couple times and they've called me and they've been like i've never had anything make me feel so insignificant in my entire life um it's like you're a tenth of a grain of sand on a a gigantic beach you know but i watched it and i was like the way that i took it and the idea of powerlessness is i was like wait i don't matter at all that means I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. It's freedom. <laughs> yeah, it's total freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, which I can, because I've lived my life as if everybody's watching me at all times, just like <laughs> Irish, guilty Catholic, and self too self-aware. And so the idea of like powerlessness or like, man, I have to just kind of give it up or let someone above me, let, let Jesus take the wheel or whatever, and I don't have control over it. I, I find it awesome. <laughs> That's great. Well, I, I think I think we should end on that. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, I really appreciate you taking the call. Of course, thank you for having me. It's so good to talk to you, and uh, I'll check in again. Yeah, let's. We'll, we can talk um, about power next time. Powerfulness. Okay. Powerfulness. Yeah, I actually created two words today: um, fullness, mm. which means empty, or fullnessless. Which I think is more like vacant. So, anyway, wow. somebody those call somebody be, call Webster. Yeah, those need to be on the front and back of a shirt. I feel like. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. All right, man. So good to talk to you. Yeah, great talking to you too. Let's talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. You heard it here first, folks. The uh, first idea for No Name Podcast merch. Fullness on the back fullness list on the front i don't know we'll see we'll figure it out mikey mikey's great right i mean all the things we talked about we learned a lot about him and that was just really wonderful good conversation i hope you all enjoyed it and i appreciate you all for listening once again we're gonna go out with our good friend emmy galaxy Okay, so the other day I was up on Alberta Street out here, and um, I was going to cross the street at a crosswalk, and there was a big pickup truck that had already stopped, and so I kind of started walking across, the car coming the other way, seemed to be slowing down, and then when they stopped, I, I waved, as you do, which pissed off the guy in the pickup truck who leaned out his window and yelled, Hey! I stopped first! I stopped first! <laughs> and I was like, 
I knew I was never going to find out, so I wrote what he may have written in his diary that night. <laughs> Dear diary, what a fucking day. <laughs> So I'm on my way to work, and I stop at the Dunkin' Donuts to get my vanilla chino, like I always do. And I think I see this dude I went to high school with. So I'm looking at him, trying to figure out if it's really him. And he walks up to me and says, what are you looking at? Is he kidding? I mean, does he even know who he's messing with? Lucky for him, he was on his way out, or I had to mess him up. <laughs> then, when I get to work, I find out that they moved the assistant manager's meeting to tomorrow. Jesus. I gotta get one of those smartphones so I can check my goddamn email on the weekend. So now, instead of going to the meeting, which I didn't want to go to in the first place, I have to go back where I came from so I can spend the day on site. I'm heading back across town. I decided to get more coffee. I stop at one of those hipster coffee shops, you know, the ones that are full of people just sitting around all day. What the hell? Does anybody work? <laughs> I'm driving down one of these fucking streets where there's crosswalks all over the place. And you're supposed to stop if anyone even looks like they want to cross. So I do, because I don't want to piss someone off. I really don't. So I'm stopped at one of them because this lady looks like she wants to cross. But the car coming from the other direction hasn't stopped yet. When it finally does, this chick turns and waves to them. Jesus Christ, I did not need this. I really fucking didn't need this. And I have to say something. So I lean out my window and I yell, Hey, I stopped first! I stopped first! I think she felt pretty bad. Anyway, I'm over it now. Shit, I gotta get some sleep.